Let's pray. God, who is Father, Son, and Spirit, I thank you for everybody who is gathered here today. I ask that your Holy Spirit move their hearts to conversion so they can receive the loving gaze of Jesus, who was sent from the Father to die for our sins. We make all these prayers through the Immaculate Heart of Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. So how was your week? How did your week go? I just want to ask you that question because it's important to reflect on our week and say, how did I live out the gospel? How am I living that out? And this past week, um, I was able to go back to Kansas City, Kansas. And before I did that, I went home to see my parents. And I got a notification from my credit card company. And they said, your credit card has been hacked on Monday morning, right before I'm going on this trip. And if we look at the gospel, the gospel says, grace is everything. The gospel says we should be thankful for everything. So begrudgingly, I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. And then I go to my truck, and I turn it over, and it starts like a second, and then it doesn't work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. (laughs) And my parents luckily had a vehicle they could borrow me, so thank you, Jesus. Actually, I think I meant it a little more at that time. But when we look at our, our lives, and we look at calling Jesus as Lord, what does that mean? You know, I say, Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. Because in our gospel today, when the rich man who comes before Jesus, and mind you, the past few weeks we've been hearing about Jesus placing a young person, a young child in their midst. Here's someone who's a little bit older, and he comes to Jesus and he says, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And the question is, where did he go wrong? Where did he go wrong? Because he calls Jesus a good teacher, but we're called to call him Lord. And this is where often where I find a lot of us as Catholics have failed. A lot of us as Catholics have failed because we think, well, I just got to send my kids to Catholic school and that'll make them Catholic. They just got to follow the commandments because this rich man in the gospel today just followed the commandments. He lived a good life, but he was lacking in one thing. And what is that one thing he was lacking in? It's love. He's lacking in love. Because how often do we teach our children and people to follow rules, but they don't love what they do? Come play baseball with me, and I'll teach you how to learn how to love the game. And then the rules make much more sense. So the question for us today that we have to ask, is Jesus Lord of your life? Is he in control of everything? And do you say thank you always? Or is Jesus just a good teacher? How often do you hear people say, I'm a good person, I'm going to heaven? Not according to the gospel today, because Jesus says how hard it is for someone who is rich, who has wealth, to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples are amazed at that. And I hope you're amazed at that too, because if you're a good person, that doesn't get you straight into heaven. And Jesus doubles down, and he says one more time, Places, he says, children, how hard it is for those who are wealthy, those who are rich, to enter the kingdom of heaven. And they were exceedingly astonished. Are you exceedingly astonished that if you're a good person and you have money, that you might not be getting into heaven? 
The rich man was lacking in love. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus looks at each of us every day from the cross. He looks at us every Mass in the Eucharist. And the question is, are you receiving his loving gaze? Or are you like the rich man where you think, oh, I, got, I, got, I just got stuff going on. I got material items. And I, I, I'm not going to follow you, Jesus. Or are you able to see that he loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for you? The message never gets old. And if you know you're loved, even in your sin, that changes everything. And especially if you can witness to how you encounter Jesus, that changes everything. But as Catholics, we have to, we have to, we have to be able to tell people how we encounter Jesus in the sacraments, particularly in confession and in the Eucharist. Because Jesus looks at us in the Eucharist. And what do you think he sees? You think he sees your sins, your past? Or does he see what the Father came to reveal himself through Jesus to? That all of us are beloved sons and beloved daughters of the Father. We are not our sexuality. We are the sum of the love of the Father for us, as John Paul II said. We are sons and daughters of the Father. So the question is, are we going to place Jesus as Lord out of receiving love from him and then following his call to follow the commandments? Or are we just going to call Jesus a good teacher? Follow the commandments with zero love. I'm a good person. And mind you, a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Muslim, an atheist, they can all be good people. That has nothing primarily to do with being a, a Christian. Being a Christian is somebody who has accepted the call of Jesus to lay down their lives, to pick up that cross, and then follow him. Self-denial is crucial to being a Catholic, to being a follower of Jesus. If we have all, if we have two things at once, well, I have my, my addictions and Jesus, he's saying, give me those addictions. We say, no, I, put my, I love my family, Jesus. We even heard in the gospel, anybody who does not give up mother, father, spouse, house, it's all there. Jesus has to be at the top of all that. He has to be primary. He has to be numero uno in our lives. And that's going to cause pain because we have to go through that stage of purgation. We have to be purged of our attachments. We have to be purged of our attachments. And we have to stop being like the rich man and denying Jesus and accepting his call. At this Mass, when the priest lifts up the bread, which is now the body of Jesus through the words of institution, he holds the Eucharist there so you can gaze upon Jesus and Jesus can gaze upon you. And he just looks at you with so much love. He makes himself small so you don't have to. And you come down the aisle and you get to receive that love. And when the Eucharistic minister or the priest says, the body of Christ, maybe just pause for a second and just look at him. And he looks at you with intense love, a heart of fire. And in, when you look into the eyes of Jesus, he sees his sons and daughters in his reflection. So what do we do? What do we do? Because in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, it says, No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. 
And when we say Jesus is Lord, it can't just be lip service. We have to walk the walk too. Because I didn't really enjoy getting a $515 bill on Friday for my gas pump that went out of my vehicle, which is only three years old, which is ridiculous, right? But I said, Lord, you have control over my financial life. Lord, you have control, you have lordship over my family. And does that hurt like crazy? Spending time placing my loved ones at the foot of the cross. Lord, you have lordship over my friends, the ones I love that I don't know how I could live without them. I place them at the foot of the cross under your lordship. Lord, I place my money, my material items, my house, my car, my snowmobile, my hunting gear under your lordship. Lord, I place my sexuality under your lordship. Lord, I place my fears, my anxieties, my addictions, my worries under your lordship. So I can invite you to place Jesus at the center of your life, but the question is, will you do it too? Christianity is always an invitation. It is always a proposal. It is never demanded upon you. You have the free will. You can do whatever you want. But I will die for the gospel. I will die for the Eucharist. I will die for the commandments of Jesus. And following him is the best way to live. Following him is the best way to live. So I have two invitations this week. One is on Monday. We have a three-part Bible study on conversions at Saints Mary and Hyacinth. And I encourage you to come. It'll be at 6.30. It's on conversions. And all of us are blind. Maybe you're thinking, that sounds great, Father Zach, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Because my day is so crazy. I have kids here. Someone behind me is making noise. I can't focus. Maybe you need to do more than just Sunday. Come to a Bible study for the next three Mondays at St. Mary and Hyacinth. The other thing is for men, and all men here, I've been taking men out on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., and we hike and we go over the Sunday gospel. And it's been increasing. And someone, actually, we had one father here brought his son, and he's serving. And it meant so much to me to see a father lead his son in how to pray, to sacrifice sleeping in and coming to hear the gospel with other men. The other invitation I have is to do a prayer right now to place everything under the Lordship of Jesus. If you want to do that, please repeat after me. And I really mean that. If you truly want peace in your life, if you want to engage in the spiritual warfare and say, I want to overcome this through the power of the cross, please repeat these words after me. Jesus, Jesus. I give you permission, permission. to love me and change my life. Jesus, I place myself, my family, my friends, and my enemies under your lordship. Jesus, I place my work, my education, my money, my material items, my house, my, house. My, cars, my cars, under your lordship. Under your lordship. 
Jesus, I place my sexuality under your lordship. Jesus, I place my fears, my anxieties, my worries, and my addictions under your lordship. And please, please pray with me three times. Jesus is Lord as our closing prayer. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord.